You're listening to Joe Radio Live. Positive and motivational content just for you. Do enjoy and share. It's time for your hit your scripture. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord thy God. I praise God for today, the third day of January in the new year 2022. And I greet you all in the mighty and marvelous name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and our soon coming King. Hallelujah. This is your servant JJ, Reverend Jennifer McGregor, and I am just honored to be here once more to minister to the people of God. And today I'm going to minister briefly from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I'll be reading from verse 1 and 2. Glory to God. You may read along with me. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 and 2, and the Word of God reads, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted praise god father your word is blessed and remain blessed as it is settled in the heaven so it is here on the earth father we thank you because of your grace god we thank you because you are god all by yourself we ask that you forgive us O god as we repent of every sin known and unknown father we thank you for your season and we thank you that you are the god of time oh god we pray that your will be done in our lives in all that we do all that we say and all that we shall be in jesus mighty name amen hallelujah glory be to god so i'm here this day whether it be morning evening afternoon or night wherever part of the world or region you are i greet you once more and i just want to jump and look at ecclesiastes chapter 3 briefly where the word of god reminds us that there are times and there's season glory be to god we don't all have the same season in our lives when we speak of season spiritually. Glory be to God. Because what might be an harvest to me might be a famine or a drought to you. So this afternoon, I'm just here to announce as a servant of God and to remind us not to miss our season. Praise God. Because too many times when it's time to harvest, we find that there are some people that are still having famine because they have missed out on their harvest. They have missed their season. And so this afternoon, I'm here to announce to us uh, that be sure that when it is your season, you do what is supposed to happen in your season. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because the word of God in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 2 reminds us that there is a time to be born and a time to die. Now, whatever is supposed to have given birth in your season, make sure it doesn't die at the time that it's supposed to be birthed. Praise God. I hope someone is getting this today. Whatever is supposed to be planted in your season, make sure it is time that you plant and not be plucking up that which is not yet time to pluck up. You've got to understand your season to be able to prosper in your season. 
you've got to understand what season you are in to be successful at the time of your season so it means that you must be in tune with what god is saying and with what god is doing because when your season come and you missed it you will have to wait again for another season to come that is not really promised to you glory be to god when it's time for harvest you should not have famine so it means that if you're having famine in the time of harvest, you would have missed the season of planting. Do not miss your season to plant. Do not miss your season to sow a seed. Oh, glory be to God. I'm talking to somebody here. We need to know when it's birth in season, it's not dying at the same time. So we need to know that the things that are supposed to be birthed in our lives, in our ministry, in our family, should not be dying when it's the season of birthing. Glory be to God. Do not miss your season. Be in tune with what God is doing. Be in tune with what is happening in the realm of the spirit so that your season will be prosperous. Your season will be victorious. Your season will be successful in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This is your servant, JJ Reverend. Jennifer McGregor and I really pray and I really do hope that we will all get in tune to walk in our season and not miss our blessing hallelujah glory to God remember we continue to walk by faith and not by sight and we continue to encourage ourselves in the word of God so that we will all get into our season at the predestined time that is allotted to us glory be to God have yourself a blessed day and do share this message with someone. Be encouraged. Shalom. Maranatha. See you there.
Somebody next to you, look them right in the eyes. They might need a little help here, a little bit of light here. Tell them all that was stolen, all that was stolen is returned to you, returned to you. a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Uh, make sure they enjoy that part. Man, is that all right with you? Is that okay if we return this a hundredfold back to you? Try it in the fire. Tell them, try it in the fire. You're coming out. Go. Grab them by the hand and just pull on them gently. Just say, you're coming out. Don't you dare stand there. Now this is a this is a church with many generations represented in it. There's there's some seasoned veterans and there's some young folks. And maybe some of you weren't raised in church all your life, so. Maybe you might relate to what we're saying here a little bit better if you remember the words of that prophetic song by Diana Ross. What's she saying, Mark? I'm coming.
God is awesome. Listen to this testimony. Everything that happened in that world, I was in control of it. A little girl's made-up world, one where everything was perfect. It was always about me. People loving on me, people taking good care of me. For Victoria Baptiste, it was to escape a world where her parents were often drunk or high and at times violent, especially her father, who used the Bible to justify his harsh brand of punishment. A few times of him slamming me on the ground and choking me, a thine arm offends me, cut it off. Like he basically, he was saying that I'll just cut you off and leave you behind. Then there was the verbal abuse, the constant reminders of how she was never good enough. I hated myself, kind of felt like maybe something was wrong with me. When Victoria was five, other voices entered her life, voices only she could hear. They started to tell me that I'm special and that I'm not like other people and I, I can never be accepted. In the coming years, Victoria began exploring the supernatural, a search that led her to the study and practice of witchcraft. All the while, there were the voices encouraging her, leading the way. I felt like they understood me. The witchcraft became more to me than just play because I knew that stuff was real. Deeper and deeper, I would go into it. Like I would, astral projection, that's where you project your soul out of your body and you travel in the spirit realm. That's where I felt like I was, I had power. Even then, it didn't give her the power to escape the ongoing chaos at home. So when she was a teenager, she set witchcraft aside for another form of escape, opioids. It was like it altered something in me, like I was happy. Like the, the pain, the heaviness, the emotions that I felt when I woke up every day as a kid, I didn't feel them anymore. This is something that helped me cope with what was really going on on the inside of my head. Victoria came to depend on those drugs throughout high school. For a while, they were enough. Until one night, after a heated argument with her mom, a 17-year-old Victoria heard a familiar voice. If you just give your life to the devil, then everything will be okay. And I was just like, okay. The next thing Victoria knew, she had her hands around her mother's neck. I almost choked my mom to death that night. Couldn't tell you why I stopped choking my mom. I just know I did. Something had changed in Victoria. As her life began to spiral further, she had several miscarriages bounced from place to place, and the voices that once offered comfort now tormented her constantly. They just became aggressive. They would torment me in the middle of the night. I couldn't move, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't see anything. It was like I was being choked to death. And my heart at that time was just, I mean, it was just broken. There was nothing but death on the inside of me. The only bright spot in that time was when Victoria, now 18, received a Bible from a family friend. She agreed to read it every day. However, it wasn't until a year later that the truth of God's word began to sink in. She was crashing in the hotel where her dad was staying and couldn't sleep. My dad wakes up and he's like, what's wrong? All these thoughts swirling through my, my head, you know, like of, of the Bible. And I was like, I gotta do something different, man. I don't wanna be like this, and I don't want my kid growing up in this. The last words that my dad told me before he kicked me out of the hotel room was, Jesus can't save nobody. And I was at a point in my life where I just didn't believe that no more. On the streets with nowhere to go, Victoria again 
heard a voice, a different voice that said, go to the church. My shoes broke. I literally just broke down in tears. And I was just like, devil, giving up is not an option. I'm not doing this anymore. In that moment, I felt like that's when I destroyed my contract with him. When she reached the church doorsteps, Victoria fell to her knees and cried. Several church members arriving for the service asked if she was okay. I said, no, I'm 19 years old. I'm three and a half months pregnant. I don't have nowhere to go. This lady walks up to me and she goes, honey, do you need me to take you somewhere? And in that moment, that's when I started to recognize that that was God's voice. And I surrendered. That was it. Like, I was, okay, God, this is it. You want me to serve you? You want me to give my life to you? I'm, here I am. Those that stopped helped Victoria into the church where she gave her life to Christ. Her opioid addiction, the demonic influences, and lies she believed about God and herself began to shatter. I started to realize that he was a loving God and he was a father and he was there all along. I'm ready to do whatever you want me to do because what I did before was not working. <laughs> the church sent her to a women's shelter before she eventually landed at a retreat in Texas for victims of domestic abuse. There, her faith grew and she gave birth to her healthy son, Nehemiah. She's now studying social work and living a full life with Christ at the center. I don't have to escape anything. When I have an issue, I run to God and I say, Lord, what do we need to do? I am saved, I am healed. I didn't care about nothing else but what the Lord wanted to do. It changed my life forever.